Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. You've got the home of the truth. Back to The Baldface Truth with John Kanzano on 750 The Game. University of Portland uh, men's basketball team will be home this coming Saturday against Santa Clara at the Childs Center. You want to see them? This is your last chance to see the University of Portland uh, men's basketball team play at the Childs Center. They are on the road in the last week of the WCC schedule. Then it's off to Vegas for the conference tournament. Here to talk about it, Coach Shante Liggins, University of Portland men's basketball coach. Uh, how you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. You bet. You Sorry. bet. Yeah. Look, you're you're in the you're in the you're in the home stretch here. You, you're coaching this yeah. team. Where like you, how does how different is your job right now than maybe early in the year where you're trying to figure out rotation, lineup, and get some growth? Well, now you're trying to manage fatigue. You're trying to manage uh, you know guys starting to think you know what they're doing next year. All this kind of stuff that pops in pops into these young men's heads, you know, and so now you got to start, you know, balancing that with trying to trying to make sure that, you know, you're, you're doing everything, you know, as hard as you can, but for as long as you can, just because it's in the season and we should have everything, you know, where we need to be at. And you just want, you just want to make sure you guys are fresh for that, for the WCC tournament. Yeah. And, you know, this year, this conference has been, normally it's Gonzaga. Everybody's talking about, I think it's St. Mary's right now. You just saw them. What makes St. Mary's different this year? than other years their best talent is their toughness you know um they're a very tough basketball team and when i say tough they're not out there punching everybody but they're they they set screens they block out they defend they help each other on defense they make timely shots they rebound the ball they they do it every single time and that's something that is as as you know my second year in this league i'm looking at and it's something that you know you want your teams to strive towards and you want your program to be well, that program's that you, you got to make sure you're finding the right guys and doing things like that. But they're they're well coached. Um, they do a great job of, of of you know squeezing out every bit of talent they got. But then they just out tough you. Uh, they out tough you for 40 minutes, and you could stay with them for as long as you can. But they do the same thing over and over and over, and they fight every single play. Your guys, can you coach that? Can you teach that, or do you just do you need to uh, when you're recruiting go out and just find tougher players? I guess I'm asking, can you teach toughness? Yeah, I think I think it's a little bit of both. You know, you got to have some some guys that are open minded. You have some guys that want to you know go into it and, and and be able, but you also have to have a couple guys that are you know just going to you know bring it every day in practice, and it brings everybody else up. And we have some very tough young men, but you know it, it's also you know it's also coaching. So I got to do a, a a job of you know where we're doing the same things and, and we're fighting and we're rebounding, we're blocking out, we're taking those charges every single day in practice too. And I think that always leads over to the game. So you know, Randy Bennett's a is a Hall of Fame coach, and he does a great job with his team. And so he gives you something to, to look for and strive towards. You guys will get this home game I mentioned on Saturday against Santa Clara at the Childs Center. 5.30 tip for people who want to go. You're not up against any football anymore. You should get a good crowd there. Uh, you know, what would that mean to you, to look up and see some fans there that are there to kind of send you off to the last week of the season and then the conference tournament? 
It'd be great, you know. We've had some great support, you know, um, for these last home games of ours, and it's, it's been awesome. I mean, it's, it's great for the young, you know, it's great for our players, and it's great for our program as we keep building this thing and, and we keep putting the, you know, program up to where, you know, we need to be going and, and the standards we need to keep. I mean, it's, it's great to look up there and see, and you see fans and, and see that they're having a good time at the games and seeing that, you know, we're putting, we're putting a good product on the floor and we, you know, obviously – some of these wins and losses at home, you need some, you need some W's and get some more people out here because you know they that attracts people. But you know our style of play and the young men we have on in those jerseys and the uniforms, um, that's what brings them back. And so we're we're excited and uh, we we have had some really good crowds as of late. You guys have a shot here with three to go, and you're sitting at 13 and 15 overall. You have a shot to finish above 500 in overall and to finish 500 in conference play. Do you set many goals like that, or do you stay kind of in the moment, game to game? Well, as, as a coach, yeah, I set a lot of goals uh, for ourselves and, and our program. And, you know, with, with the guys we go, you know, we talked about being 1-0 next week. And, you know, we have a game Saturday, we got to go 1-0, and then you got to go 1-0 the next game. But as a coach, yeah, you look at those things. You know, you want to be – you want to have the best record you possibly can have. And so, you know, you're looking at, you have a great, you have a home game against a really good team. And then you're also looking at seeding. You're also looking at different things about, you know, where we're going to be for that tournament. And, and, you know, we want to put our best foot forward and we think we can beat anybody if we, if we have the, the opportunity to do some things, uh, you know, in the right, in the right way. And so, you know, it's important that we go out on a, with a bang. You know, we lost our first three games. We'd love to finish this season with our last three, you know, last three games being wins. Yeah, you have a chance here. I mean, I'm looking at the standings, the WCC standings. I mean, you could end up as high as third in conference play if the right things happen. You could end up as you know as low as being near the bottom of the conference. That's a big difference when it comes to that conference tournament, isn't it? It's a huge difference, and and that's exactly you know what we're playing for. And and you know our goal every single time, every single year is to win the tournament. And our goal is to make sure that we're putting our best foot forward and and to win the league. And so right now we got to you know, we got to do whatever we can to to get some of these buys and, and, and try to put our best foot forward for this tournament. And so, yeah, it's very important that we go out and we win these three games, and it also gives us great momentum, you know, going into the WCC tournament because I feel that we can beat anybody on any given day, but, you know, we got to make sure we handle business on Saturday first. I think it's better, like, you know, you look, like there's some years that Gonzaga's run away with the conference, and they're not doing that this season. St. Mary's right there with them. Santa Clara's been good. You guys have had some moments, uh, you know, Pacific even, you know, and LMU have won games, some big yeah. games. Like, like, it feels a lot more balanced. Do you see that, or how has that been for you? No, I, I see it. I mean, if you if you look at these games, I mean, St. Mary's goes into BYU and has to hit a turnaround fadeaway. Um, to beat them, you know, on, on dang near a buzzer beater. Um, you know, Gonzaga goes and has to beat, win two games back-to-back, -back, maybe three games um, in a row where they had to pull out wins on the road and they had to pull out another tough one against BYU. So it's it's a fun league. You know, you, you get LMU that, you know, I, I hate to give them any kind of publicity, but, you know, they, <laughs> they go and beat Gonzaga, BYU, and St. Mary's and turn around and lose to San Diego and turn around and lose to, you know, um, uh Santa Clara, and so it's just like as you look at the league, it's just like everybody can beat anybody at any given time, and, and so if you get hot at the right time, I, I think that team has a has a pretty good chance to to try to throw one of the big boys. I haven't so talked to you, yeah, I haven't talked to you really about how the transfer portal has affected your life, or you know maybe it, is it good and bad? Uh, you know some of the 
like the Big Sky conferences are telling me that they're getting high school players that are better than they used to get because there's not enough scholarships available with the portal being involved now. What are you seeing right now with the portal? Well, it's, it's making me go bald, if you know what I mean. You know, it's, it's a very stressful thing. <laughs> I'm, yes. losing my, I'm losing my hair over here, man. It's, it's something new. you you got to recruit your guys and your team and, and you know, make sure that they want to be here and stay. But, yeah, like, you're getting, you, you, you get an opportunity to go and, and it, it, it's, it's a double, it's a double-edged sword. You know, you could, you could, you could, you can get your program to where you need it to be quick and in a hurry, but it's also hard to sometimes build and, and, and get that continuity that you want to have in a college program that, that a lot of fans and, and, and people are used to seeing, you know, you want to be able to say, I was with that kid since he was a freshman and, you know, I've, I've watched him grow into something special. Uh, but it, 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 it's a tough deal because, yeah, like the Big Sky Conference, I mean, they lose all their best players. You know, it's, it's tough. If you get old in that conference, you have a chance to win. In this conference, you get you, you, you got to go get the best players available, and you, you can see some of these guys and some of these transfers that uh, have, have really, you know, done really well. We've had some on our squad um, that have done unbelievable, you know, and so um, it, it just really depends. You know, you, you got to find the right fit, and a transfer can do it all for you, but it could also – you know, kind of submarine submarine of season if you if you get the wrong yeah. kind of guys, and so um, you never know uh, sometimes what you're getting with transfers, and so you really got to do your homework. You really got to you know um, have an end with the kid or or, or 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 know somebody that knows somebody that can tell you, hey, this kid isn't going to you know come into your program and think you know he, he he's Allen Iverson, you know he he wants to come in and be a part of a winner, and so that's what you're looking for uh, when when you really go on the portal. At least that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for guys who want to be a part of something special and, and, and you know, contribute to the, uh, you know, to the, to the school community, but also contribute to our program, you know, in, in positive ways, just not on the basketball court. Yeah, you hit on something there because I think I've seen a couple of programs that have been affected by taking the wrong kid out of the portal. And, you know, there's part of me that looks at it and goes, okay, you know, we've seen kids jump around in high school and club. I don't like – all of the movement, like sometimes you get a kid, maybe a coach doesn't tell them what they want to hear, so they transfer. How do you how do you sift through that? Is it just relationships, like you said, or finding someone who knows the kid? Yeah, it's just relationships, man. It, it's what it comes down to, and it, it comes down to you know even even with that, you you never know. Like you see, a, you can see a kid in the portal at six ten, can dribble, shoot it, does everything right, and you know everything's good, and he gets good grades. But then it's like, how's that kid in the portal? <laughs> Why, what 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 happened? Why is he there? You know, and, and now it's like you got to go figure all that stuff out. So there's a lot of there's a lot of background information you got to make sure, you know, you're checking all the right boxes. And even then, it's still it's still a tough go because, you, you, I mean, you just don't know, you know. And that's that's the tough part is, that's the tough part is you just never know um, who who you're bringing in. And sometimes you know when you're recruiting, you go through that whole process of, you know, recruiting a high school kid. You, you talk to his high school coach. You talk to his parents. You talk to a counselor or two. You talk to some of the people he's played against. But when you get in that portal, you pretty much you, you may have to do the same stuff, but the kid may have changed in college, and, and things may be a lot different than they were when you when you first started. You know, a lot of guys say you recruit this kid early, and he's probably going to bounce back to you. But what's happened since since you recruited that kid? You know, um, and so that's 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 sometimes the the, the tough part because you just sometimes don't know. And, and like I said, it could it could really it could really bring down a season. Or it, could, it could pull a season up. When you guys are at your best, uh, again, we're talking to Shante Leggins, the men's basketball coach, University of Portland. When you're playing your best basketball, what's going right? We're moving the ball. We're making shots. We're rebounding. You know, that, that's, I think that's at our best. You know, we, we have a really good shooting team. Uh, we, have, we have very unselfish players. 
and we have guys that play for each other, but then we just got to, you know, do some of these toughest things to get some of these rebounds. And, and if you do that, if you see us rebounding and not turning the ball over, we're pretty, we're a pretty good team. And so I think we've had some of those good games as of late. You know, we lost our last game, but we only had nine turnovers, but we gave up a whole bunch of offensive rebounds. And so, um, you know, we got to sure that up before this Saturday. But if we're doing those things, I think we're pretty good. Now, I'm not drumming up a bad memory here without a reason, but I want to go back to February 4th at Pepperdine. Uh, oh, there you go. I knew it. The, I but, said softballs, man. They didn't relay that information? No, I'm kidding. No. Look, I'm playing. I'm playing. I was watching the end of that game. You guys yeah. won the game. It was over. Yeah. What the I, hell I, I happened? Agree with you on that. What happened? Uh, they, they, they saw, you know, um, there was a – there's a, like not an altercation, but there was a little after the after the whistle or after the horn went off, um, the whistle blew and there was there was a couple of guys still playing after the whistle and one of my guys tried to get him off and, yeah, and you I, know I thought the game was over. I, you know a lot a lot of things happened in that in that moment. Uh, you know and you know those games. I mean they change they change a lot. Right, right yeah. now you say we we'd be 500 right now. You know and and we'd have another game in, in, in league and so we you know so all those things it changes a lot of different things. But it's a great learning lesson for our team and. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a tough tough scenario to be in. Yeah, let me just – I can say this because I won't get fined. Um, yeah, you, there you, you go. <laughs> you're ahead 93-92. The other team is takes a shot. Your guy rebounds it. The clock runs out. He's got a Pepperdine player draped on his back, and he kind of does what we all, would all do in that situation, kind of gives him a half elbow, get off me, the game's over move. And yeah. there should have been a no call there, but the officials flagged your guy for a technical foul, let the Pepperdine players shoot two, you lose yeah. 94-93. I thought you composed yourself well because I wouldn't have been that calm on the sideline. No, and that's the thing. I, <laughs> you know, I had a lot of calls from a lot of friends of mine that have, have, have known me and, you know, you guys seem to coach and you guys see how intense I get. I was, I was, pretty, uh, I was pretty mellow for that. You know, I, I just knew that some, some things were going to happen, and that my, you know, I probably needed to be there for my guys, you know, because that was going to be a tough one. I felt, I felt that it, when they blew the whistle and they said they're going to review it, I knew something was going to happen. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to compound anything with, you know, you know, anything down of my part and, and and hurt at that end. So, you know, I figured something was going to happen, but uh, you know, sometimes you you got to you got to handle your business in regulation and in the overtime so it doesn't get to that part. You know, you, you never yeah. want to give it up to anybody else. You want to control what you can control and we can control making free throws and we can control not turning the rock over and so you know we did a couple of those things at the end of that game but you know they fought and they you know that's 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 one of those games where you could always look back and say hey if we if we do a couple of these things here you can win that game even with what happened at the end of the game with with some of these with some of the things that you can't control you know uh, but yeah that was that was a tough situation for my players and and uh you know for our program that was a tough loss that would have been a road sweep and you know i think we're feeling real good about ourselves coming into that next weekend yeah, and it, look, and it, and I often think sometimes you you get something out of that that is more valuable than a win, and maybe you uh, take it forward. But I think in that moment, um, you guys handled yourselves with a lot of poise. Uh, Saturday, you have Santa Clara. You look at them on film. You've already seen them. Uh, what 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 should we expect for people who are going to go to the game? Well, they got they got a kid that's uh, getting some NBA looks. You know, if you look, uh, you know, um, if you look, uh, if you look around, he's, he's he's a second rounder right now. He's only a sophomore. He's a pretty good player. He's averaging about twenty points, and then, you know, they got two other kids that are, that are averaging fifteen points or better. So, you know, they put up a lot of points. Those three guys, so they got a three-headed monster 
Um, and they're coached by a really good coach, Herb Sindek, uh, they, and they do a really good job. It's, it's the first time um, that they'd be, uh, they'd be coming to our campus in two years. Uh, last year they didn't come play us at, at our place, and so we're excited to get them at, at home um, this year. Um, and so we're, we're looking forward to, to having them, and we're looking forward to playing a home game, especially you know, for our seniors because it's senior night. So we'd love, to come out, we'd love for everybody to come out and support these young men that, that have given you know, everything they've got in the last two years. Um, to our program and start pushing us. These, these, these seniors, especially Jack Perry, um, has helped, you know, the last two years put our program and start pushing it in the right direction to where we need to be at. So come support him and, and Joey St. Pierre and the, the other seniors, that are, the other guys that are graduating this, this next year. Yeah, your last chance to see University of Portland at home at the Child Center. Tickets uh, range from 6 bucks to $22. Uh, great. Uh, that would be a great for grandpas out there. Take your grandkids. For dads, take your kids. Moms, take your kids. Go see University of Portland play on Saturday. Shante, thanks for joining us. I always appreciate you. Good. I got a quick question for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pepper me. How would you? How? Which, which coach would you rather be? The coach that lost to Pepperdine, or the NAU coach that 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 got that buzzer beat against them <laughs> against uh, Portland State? Think I think that. I I that's think yours. I think your loss sucked more. Because <laughs> yes, it did. I they they made a play. You know, Portland State made a yeah. play. Like mm-hmm. tip your cap. It it's a miracle shot. They made a play. I feel yeah. like all 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 Pepperdine did was drape itself over your player and collect a cheap technical foul. Yeah, I mean they did what they had to do. Yeah, I get you. No, no, but that, the, the game's over. At the, Which one? When, when the horn goes off, here's my question for the WCC office. Okay, I don't have a dog in this fight. You know, like, look, uh, when the horn goes off, at what point do you like? Do the officials let go of the game? Like, what, what if your guys walk into the locker room and he says something to the official? Is it a tech then? What if uh, what if someone's in the parking lot? Like, you know, they call everybody back to the court and let them shoot a tee? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what they said. The play was over. Yeah, I I, I I thought so too. So that's yeah. always tough, you know. It's always you always look all, all the players thought the same thing. So tell them to find me always for tough. it. They can I find me. Come find you. Well, thank yeah. you for having all me. All right, you bet, really appreciate Shante. It. Appreciate you. Good right, luck go Saturday. Fire. All right, yeah. there he is, Saturday at the Child Center. Uh, Stephen, I don't know if you saw that that loss to Pepperdine earlier in the year, but they won the game in double overtime. It would be essentially like me taking a shot. You getting the defensive rebound and doing what you're supposed to do. You grab that rebound. You got two hands on the ball. You turn your back to me. You kind of get big so I can't grab the basketball from you. The clock runs out. But I continue to drape myself over your back trying to swipe at the ball. Swipe at the ball. You finally, out of frustration, go get off me and you kind of turn around like, what are you doing? The game's over. Technical foul. Yeah, no doubt. I did see that play. Um... The the whack part about it was is the buzzer went off. So, like, yeah. the game should have been over, and then the refs went back and added time. So, like, yeah, they should have gotten, like, a flagrant technical foul for throwing the elbow, but the game was technically over when he did it. So, like, it shouldn't have been. I'm with you. Like, it was a really bad call, a really messed up way to lose the game because it was a hard-fought game, really high-scoring, entertaining game. And, uh, yeah, I would not be happy about that if I was uh, <laughs> Coach Leggins. I was, uh, I was, you know, there was part of me that was like, oh, I got to see what Shantae's doing. But there's part of me when I looked at his reaction that I was like, wow, he's got a lot. He's very calm. He sort of just put it in the hands of the officials. Like, are you, hey, if you're really going to make this call, go ahead. And, you know, Pepperdine's got, uh, you know, Lorenzo Romar coaching. 
he was doing the same thing. He was kind of folding his arms like down deep. He had to know you just lost the game. Like you just lost the game. The officials are then going, well, we need to go to the tape and assess whether this is a technical foul. It's ridiculous. It's one of those moments where you go, come on. And that Portland like, State play yeah. that you guys are talking about, yeah. that is one of the most insane plays I've ever seen. If anybody hasn't seen it, they should go check out the Portland State buzzer beater. I, I mean, throwing it full court with yes. four tenths of a second, catching it midair and just throwing it, I've never seen a play like that. That was unbelievable. Chase Coburn, Portland State coach, will be with us at 515 to talk about it. I want you to leave it here. Our big splash is next. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. Punch and audio coming up top of the hour. We got great sound there. Anna will be along in the four o'clock hour. Major League Baseball says they will emphasize the enforcement of the balk rule. Uh, feels to me like Major League Baseball is doing some things here with the shift and some minor league experimentation in the balk. What are they trying to do? They're trying to add some offense to the game. They've figured out that the NFL. And some other sports, the NBA, have uh, increased scoring and increased interest. So, yeah, strikeouts not good for the game of baseball. So I think uh, we're looking at, we're going to see run production, which, by the way, we looked at batting averages. I, I took a look at batting averages last season, and it struck me that, you know, we're, we're trending towards all-time lows in run production and batting average. Too much specialization, too many shifts, too many strikeouts. Um, I think baseball is getting wise in saying, hey, uh, it's not too little too late. They are too late, but they are trying to emphasize balk enforcements. They're going to start calling them more judiciously and the the uh, obviously the shift and obviously looking at some other things with the strike zone. It leads us to our big splash. It's the one thing you need to know. The one thing you absolutely need to know today. Look, look, look at it. Where? Down there. The Big Splash. Well, the Las Vegas Raiders made a move today. They released Derek Carr. The veteran quarterback had declined to waive his no-trade clause. Just before more than $40 million of his contract would have become guaranteed, the Raiders said, we're out. Uh, Carr's agent, Tim Younger, said in a statement, this is the tough part of the business. That's the point, though. It's just business. Time for a reset for both sides. Uh, Carr said last season he would probably retire rather than play for a team other than the Raiders, but we will soon find out. The Raiders have only one quarterback, Chase Garbers, under contract. Punch It Audio is next. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Baltimore. Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but... If you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.